This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. How'd you like to win a $1.7 million dream home on Vancouver Island? Up next, it's your chance to do just that as we talk to the folks at the Nanaimo Community Hospice Society. That's coming up, but first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. Are you ready for another Winter Olympics in Vancouver? And you may have a say in it when we all go to the polls in the municipal elections this October. Vancouver City Council will consider a motion next Tuesday that could see the city hold a vote on whether or not to participate in the bid to bring the Winter Olympics back to this province. Councillor Colleen Hardwick says if this vote is approved, it might mean it's on the ballot this October. So we'll get to vote on whether or not we want to see the Winter Olympics back in Vancouver. We had the same kind of vote back in 2003 for the 2020 Olympics, and it got a nearly 64% majority. A feasibility study is currently underway as an Indigenous-led partnership, including four local First Nations, the City of Vancouver, the Resort Municipality of Whistler, and the Canadian Olympic and Paralympic Committees are all together exploring the possibility of bringing the Olympic Games back to BC in 2030. And speaking of sports, soccer star Christine Sinclair is part of a new campaign by the YWCA that asks a simple question. Ever wonder why men's sports are just called sports, but women's sports are called women's sports? Sinclair and other influencers like Sportsnet's Tara Sloan are behind a new campaign called Add the M. It takes aim at hockey, basketball, soccer, and golf. I mean, it's called the WNBA for women, so why isn't the men's league called the MNBA? The campaign is urging all the professional leagues to add an M to the beginning of their logo, like the MNHL, and they say without the M, men's sports leagues are treated as the default for all sports, automatically leaving women out of the conversation. And we may pay some of the highest gas prices in Canada here in BC, but we're getting a bit of a break. Premier John Horgan announced yesterday that drivers in BC will soon get a one-time $110 ICBC rebate. This is all after weeks of record-breaking gas prices. Commercial drivers will get $165. And if you're a commercial driver, uh, that's probably like one fill-up. Uh, The premier says Vladimir Putin's illegal war on Ukraine has had a chain reaction to the BC economy, though Horgan did not announce any changes to April's carbon tax increase. And if you're a driver, you can expect the rebate to be deposited in your account in May or in the mail by check in June. And I'm sure if you've been to the gas station lately, you'd appreciate this in Chicago. A 73-year-old Chicago businessman is spending a million dollars offering drivers $50 of free gasoline. See, there were long lines of cars that stretched for blocks near about four dozen stations this past week, with some drivers waiting for more than an hour to fill up. And Willie Wilson, 
is a self-made millionaire who has a run for mayor of Chicago under his belt, the U.S. Senate, and he even ran for president of the United States. And he's giving out 50 bucks worth of gas to people who are waiting at the pumps. And with the price of gas now, yeah, sure, you can you can buy my respect. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And coming up, it's your chance to move into a $1.7 million dream home on Vancouver Island. The draw is coming up and it's all for a good cause. And we'll talk to the folks at the Nanaimo Community Hospice Society coming up next. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And I want you to imagine you're opening the front door of your $1.7 million dream home in Lanceville on Vancouver Island. It's 3,000 square feet. There's three bathrooms, four bedrooms. There's a pool in the back. There's Best of all, there's no mortgage. Uh, and this could be yours. It's all part of the Nanaimo Community Hospice Society's Dream Home Lottery. And uh, with me from the Nanaimo Community Hospice Society is Paige Karzinski. Hi, Paige. How are you? Hi, Martin. I'm well. How are you? I'm very, very well. And, uh, you know, I want to talk about the, the Hospice Society and, and the great things that you do, but, but I want to talk about that house. Um, so, <laughs> so the lottery is coming up. The draw date is in just under two weeks, April 8th. Uh, that's, yes. Yeah. Uh, we're a, uh, final week. A week Friday. So that's, that's very exciting. So, so, uh, you've been talking a lot about this house, but tell us about this house and what is so special about this house. Well, I mean, for Nanaimo Community Hospice, this house is our largest fundraising initiative to date. So, you know, we rely heavily on donations and sponsorships to provide our operations. We're only about 25% funded. Um, so this is one of our, it is our biggest fundraiser initiative to date. This beautiful, like you said, $1.7 million home, um, panoramic views of the Winchelsea Islands, Georgia Strait. Um, and all proceeds go directly to Nanaimo Community Hospice Programs and Services, not portion all of them. Yeah, that's kind of important to know that there's not a lot of overhead and the money no. goes to all those things. And, and uh, let's get this out of the way. Where do people go to buy tickets? So you can hop online, nanaimohospice.com. Um, it's, all, it's all electronic. So you just kind of enter your information. You need a valid email address and a credit card or a Visa debit, of course. But uh, yeah, and it's 100 bucks for a Dream Home ticket. We're also running a 50-50. We're over $350,000 in the pot. So I mean, if you don't win the home, you can win a down payment for home. Um, and that is $25 a ticket. And there's a couple of ticket packages available as well. Yeah, I was looking at the the current total is something like last time I looked it was $356,000 for the 50/50 mm -hmm. draw and I was thinking if that gets to $365,000 you could win that and you could spend $1,000 a day for an entire year. <laughs> what you could do with that? <laughs> Yeah, that would almost become a chore. It's like, what am I going to spend a thousand dollars on today? <laughs> I I know I could I I think after a couple of weeks I'd be like I I don't, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've run out. I've run out of yeah. things I need. Uh, but <laughs> exactly. but if you, if you go to their website at uh, Nanaimo Hospice 
uh, dot com, you can get connected to all those things. Nanaimo Hospice Dream Home, or but the, the sort of root uh, web address is nanaimohospice.com. and uh, it's it's really a, a great great way for people to get involved in something um, that that is really worthwhile because for a hundred bucks you get this ticket and you could win this home, and how great would that be? But it it really is a good cause. And, mm-hmm. and I, I don't have to tell you, but you tell us about the Nanaimo Community Hospice Society. It really is a win-win. I mean, if you don't win the house, you know, that's unfortunate, but you are really helping these programs and services that we offer. All of our ser- services and programs and resources are free to all clients in our community. Um, we have an amazing group of volunteers. We have something over 250 uh, active volunteers who are trained um, to sit with those who are dying, caregiving, and grieving. We have professional staff on board for, that offer professional one-to-one counseling. We also have a child and youth program, so we offer professional counseling for children and youth. You know, someone as young as three is our client right now. So I'm not originally from the not-for-profit background, and being in this world now, it is amazing to see how far a dollar really goes. So, I mean, once a, a, a purchase of this ticket is really a huge, a huge difference for us. Right. And the the, the con- concept of a hospice is really interesting to me as I was, I was looking on your website um, and the idea of caring for people at the end of their lives. It's a lot bigger than just that person. It's it's there's a lot of people who are affected, right? A hundred percent. There are so many components. I mean, even if you're in anticipatory, uh, you know, grief, like you, you and your spouse, someone's been diagnosed with a terminal illness. Think about all the documents you have to get in order. Think about all that advanced care planning you have to get in place. So those are services that we do offer. Um, You know, there's so many pillars of end of life. Um, So the support pieces, the resources, the education and advocacy that we offer, as well as being there, you know, to sit by you and listening and, and, you know, offer those supportive purposes or supportive conversations and be supportive. Um, for those who are experiencing or going to experience death, um, whether it be the person who's at end of life or, or you know, your caretaker or your spouse or your children or, you know, a friend. So it's really extensive. You know, I, I think people have an idea in their head that hospice is for, you know, people at the end of life. They've lived a, you know, long, long life. And if, you know, you're in your late senior years, but we have people that have passed or that are, you know, active 30-year-olds, if not younger. Um, so the whole idea of hospice and becoming more relevant in community is a huge thing for us. And just kind of advocating the services that we do provide. It's not just for, you know, grandpa who's old and is kind of at his end of life. So we, we're really just trying to kind of change people's um, perspectives or open, I guess, open people's perspectives to that. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Paige Karzinski from the Nanaimo Community Hospice Society, and uh, they have their big draw date for their Dream Home Lottery coming up April 8th, 2022. If you go to com slash dream home, uh, you can find out how to buy a ticket for a hundred bucks and it's a beautiful house. It's a mm-hmm. $1.7 million house on the Island in, in the little beautiful community of Lanceville, BC. 
And uh, we're, we're talking about what a good cause. It's, it's such a win-win because you can buy the ticket and you can give to charity. It's only a hundred bucks and uh, you could possibly win this amazing house, which mm-hmm. would be great. And you can also uh, get a 50-50 draw ticket which is uh, also uh, something you can do. But we're talking about the role of the, the idea of the hospice. And um, because it, it, when someone goes into a hospice, it's not just that person, it's everybody else. And, and you've, you've helped uh, not only uh, older people, but, but really young people as well. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, I think it, it's safe to say that our societies now are really facing you know, crisis in um, misuse or overuse of, of, of drugs and, and addictions, um, you know, homelessness too. We have a specific program here at Nanaimo Community Hospice, uh, traumatic, traumatic loss support. So we, we group together clients that have lost someone in a very traumatic way, whether by suicide, overdose, homicide even, um, to kind of come together and heal together. Uh, so yeah, I mean, hospice, what you traditionally think hospice is, it, it, it really isn't. It's kind of open to all those that are grieving or at end of life. Yeah, it's interesting how the the definition is changing. And I'm looking on your website and uh, you have a did you know section at NanaimoHospice.com. And uh, one of the did you know facts is that the first hospice was opened in London in the late 50s, uh, early 60s which to me is uh, amazing. That's not that long ago. No, I know. It's, it's kind of, uh, you, when you think about it, you think it's something that we've been, you, it's an inevitable part of life, right? So um, we definitely have a very, I would say, shorter history. Um, here in Nanaimo, we've been in community for 41 years. And at this point, we're still kind of considered a community hospice, so offering those community programs and services. We do not have a residential facility where, such as like where we would have beds for people at end of life where they can spend their end of life days here. Um, this project, this initiative of the Dream Home Lottery is also allowing us to build kind of that nest egg for us to eventually get to that standalone hospice facility piece too. So that's really exciting because here in Nanaimo, our local palliative care unit is like 200% over capacity. So, you know, we have our residential doctors, physicians, uh, you know, Island Health standing behind us in, in growing our facility to, to support our community in that way. Right, because the numbers are, are pretty impressive. You have the, the Hospice Society deals directly with uh, nearly 2,000 people. Um, yes. who are dealing with end-of-life issues. So it's not just the person, it's it's their family and, and even their children. Absolutely. And honestly, I think, you know, in the last, whatever we want to call this, two-year never-ending <laughs> pandemic, <laughs> it's even increased in that because isolation has changed the way people are grieving. And it's incredible. I mean, the silver lining of, of COVID-19 pandemic for us has been, you know, by adapting our programs and services to be accessible virtually or online, you know, online or over the phone, the accessibility has been incredible. Uh, People are more, you know, opting to take part, I think, because it removed a lot of those hurdles of, okay, I have to leave my house, I have to go face the music, I have to go to a program, I have to talk to somebody. So, you know, our, we've seen an 
a huge increase in in uh, folks looking for support. Yeah, and I think so many people uh, are dealing with uh, aging parents or or mm-hmm. people in their families uh, who who are are not only uh, end of life issues, but just just getting older and and it really is a challenge to to get help to find the information you need because it's so mm-hmm. confusing and it's something that you've never dealt with before. Well, exactly. I I even went through our volunteer training. So all of our volunteers have to go through. It's a pretty intensive eight-week training session. Um, and I went through it myself just to get a better understanding of everything. And, you know, there's things that it's like you would think just makes sense that you're like, okay, you know, so-and-so in my family's dying. So this is how it's all going to line up. But if you're not actively searching for that information or you don't have a doctor per se, like dedicated to your um, end of life plan, it's really difficult. So this society here for us to be able to help the community and just, you know, not only be, you know, lending our ears and our hearts to you, but help you through these, you know, legal documents and, who to connect with and, you know, other organizations in the community that can help you with, um, you know, respite or more caregiving at home. Like we, we don't do tr- like true doctor or nurse care at home or anything like that, but we, we have many contacts in the community that can help. And if you would like to be a part of this, if you would like to, to lend a, a small helping hand and in the process, possibly win your dream home <laughs> on Vancouver Island, uh, go to NanaimoHospice.com and uh, just check out their dream home. It's a $1.7 million dream home in Lanceville, a beautiful community on the island. And uh, there's all sorts of things about this house. And uh, when we come back with Paige Karzinski from the Nanaimo Community Hospice Society, uh, we're going to hear more about this house and how this house can be yours. And there's also a 50-50 draw. And the 50-50 draw is getting very close to uh, a deal where if you win the 50-50 draw, you have to spend $1,000 every day for a year because it's almost $365,000. You don't have to do it that way. You can spend it all in w- at once. You can put it in the bank, spend it much later. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that when we come back. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and we'll have more right after this. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and my guest... This afternoon is Paige Karzinski from the Nanaimo Community Hospice Society, and uh, they do great work. That's uh, understood. But we're talking about their dream home lottery because April 8th, they are giving away a $1.7 million dream home on Vancouver Island. This is a a dazzling home, 3,000 square feet. And uh, Paige, you've been saying that this is actually uh, not a bad way to get into uh, you know, uh, the BC housing market. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it, it's a, it's a great way to look at it. Um, I mean, not only are you supporting a good cause, but yeah, for a hundred dollars, you could have a home in BC and a nice one at that. So, um, this might be your chance. <laughs> yeah. And you know, when you think about lotteries and they talk about the, uh, the infinitesimal odds of not winning a lottery, <laughs> these home lotteries, and especially this home lottery, the odds are actually pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, I would. I mean, I'm a little biased, but I think our odds are actually fantastic. It's 25,000 tickets. Um, so we're in our final, we're under two weeks now. Um, 
we're not even we're about 60 percent sold out so your odds are even more fantastic um yeah i mean in, in comparison to the larger lotteries in the province and you know just your 649s and all that uh your odds are are really 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 good i you know we're hopeful to see someone kind of local or from you know lower mainland win um but who knows yeah, this and this would be a good if you're from the Lower Mainland. This would be a great place to retire. <laughs> yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, you can't you can't beat the Lanceville foothills. Yeah, and then there's some amazing views in this house. Like, let's go through the house: three thousand square feet with an open concept kitchen, uh, dining and living room, uh, entertainment room. There's four mm-hmm. bedrooms, three bathrooms, and uh, a view side terrace. With a 10 by 20 foot pool. Yes. That's a, yeah, you've got a little dunk pool so you can sip your beverage of choice and look out at the ocean. Wow. So the draw date for this is uh, in just under two weeks, April 8th, 2022. That's this year. Um, yep. And uh, it's 100 bucks. And if you go to nanaimohospice.com, uh, you can find all the information. You can do it all online really easily. And there's also a 50-50 ticket draw. And I'm just wondering, when you go about deciding you're going to do one of these uh, one of these kind of house lotteries, how do you go about, you know, picking the house? And how, how does all that stuff work? So it has been an absolute labor of love and lots of learning because, like I said, this has been our largest fundraising initiative to date. We've you know, I don't speak this language of building homes or home lotteries or anything. So I've had a lot of lessons learned and whatnot, but it's been a wonderful experience. We have our project manager, uh, Carrie Ann Cody, who is uh, the Canadian Home Builders Association Vancouver Island um, CEO on board. So she has wonderful connections. Um, you know, the community has really come to the table. This is a beautiful project in the sense that it is community built. We have, you know, the land was generously donated. We have our builders and uh, trades workers on board donating their time and, and product. Um, the foothills itself is actually a really interesting development. Like it's a hundred, 1800 acre development right now. And 60% of it's going to be protected parkland. So like that's equivalent to like, uh, um, what's the park in New York? Central Park. Central Park. Yes, thank you. That escaped me. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. I mean, you've got it all. Like, it's a really wonderful project outside of hospice as well. Yeah, and that's an interesting uh, cons or sort of factor in this is that a lot of people donated time, they donated materials, they they donated the land. Um, yep. And and so what that translates to is that more money goes directly to the Nanaimo Community Hospice Society. Exactly. And all of it, like all proceeds that we will get from this project is going directly to our programs and services that are in such high demand, as well as, you know, allowing us to expand them. So this is huge. And, you know, so many people are so passionate about this project. Um, You know, people like our our whole electrical is being 100% donated. And I mean, it's a 3,000 square foot home. So that's a lot. 
Um, you know, it's just incredible to see the community come to the table and help our organization and just, you know, have that support to see us grow and, you know, move to that next stage. So it's a win-win situation. It's it's a hundred bucks. I mean, it's a hundred bucks and uh, you may win this beautiful house. And if you don't win, that money goes directly to the Nanaimo Community Hospice Society, which which is really an amazing organization. And and we talked a little bit earlier about about hospice care and what that means and how that's changing. And because because when somebody goes into hospice, um, it's not just them; it's everybody around them. And and nowadays, you t- you talked about. Um, uh, the op- opio- opioid crisis and and the kinds of sudden deaths that people have mm-hmm. to deal with and it it really is so uh, helpful to be able to to have an organization like the Hospice Society for the survivors to deal mm-hmm. with this. Exactly. I mean, there's no you know, roadmap for dealing with death and dying. And, you know, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. And, you know, we've got people that feel they they're not doing it right because they haven't shed any tears or they, you know, or there's people that are in just such raw grief and pain that they can't, you know, focus on anything else. So between our staff and our volunteers, it's just incredible the support that we can do to this community for those that are in need. Right. And we're, we're talking to Paige Karzinski from the Nanaimo Community Hospice Society. You mentioned you didn't come from the not-for-profit world, but uh, you must find it very fulfilling to do this kind of work. It is. I've always, you know, I definitely have my charities I like to support and whatnot, but to be on the back end of side of, like, back side of things, it's just, it's, it's so eye-opening. Within my first three months of being in this role, it's just holy cow, like a penny goes so far. Um, so it really, it, it really warmed my heart and it really shows that, you know, these organizations, these charitable societies really do need the support of, you know, communities, whether in donations or sponsorships or something like a, a dream home lottery ticket. Right. And, and you've, you're going mobile too. You now have a vehicle, an <laughs> RV that, that goes around and, and uh, it, it helps kids and youth yeah. and, Tell, tell us about the, uh, the Hospice Society's uh, vehicle. So we have this really wonderful, yeah, it's an RV that's kind of been retrofitted into a mobile therapy room. Um, we worked really closely with the Rotary of Nanaimo uh, a number of years ago, and we're able to put this together. And now we work very closely with all the schools here in Nanaimo School District. And, you know, if those children or youth that are grieving don't have the accessibility or the availability to come into the hospice house, we'll go to them. And not only can we go into the counselor's room in the schools or whatnot, but they can come out to our our RV, we call it our outreach vehicle. And for those children that are we're, we're seeing, we have things like the play therapy, we have music therapy, we, ha- we have it all. So it's it's really a great program and it's very well subscribed to. And when you think about, you know, supporting the community, I think supporting kids in, in this kind of counseling scenario, I, I think that adds so much value to the community and to the future of the community as these kids grow up. Absolutely. I mean, Nanaimo Hospice is definitely a pillar of the community health, right? 
So, I mean, if we're helping, you know, children and youth be healthy at whatever age because they've experienced an extreme loss in their life, then what, how they'll be successful moving forward is incredible and how they'll contribute to the com- community and be, you know, active in the society is wonderful. Yeah, and and people listening to this can be part of that. You can yes. you can help you can help out. You can go to nanaimohospice.com, look up the dream home, and you can buy a ticket. And as yep. you say, I, I I'm going to say this again because uh, you know from a, a pure greed point of view, this is good. Um, <laughs> the the odds are good. Like it's it's not infinitesimal. Like for a hundred bucks, you could win this dream home. The odds are actually good, right? Yeah, and it only takes one to win. And I mean, even if you are not in the situation or or interested in buying a dream home ticket, even just sharing our information and, you know, sharing it with your friends and family, those that may want to purchase a ticket, I get, you know, that that's a huge help for us. We have a, we're 60% sold out. We've got lots of tickets still to go. So and under 2 weeks, it would be it would it would be wonderful if we could sell out. Yeah. So, so what, what do you picture the, the person who wins? Do you, do you think they'll, uh, they'll retire in the home? Uh, cause, cause Lanceville sounds like a, a beautiful, very uh, natural environment to live. It'd be a great place to retire. It would be a great place to retire. It would be also a really good place to invite me over to, <laughs> No, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, but it's also a very active uh, family lifestyle there too. You know, our demographics here in Nanaimo are changing from, you know, a lot more younger families. And so, I mean, whether you are there to retire or you're there to raise a family, it's going to be a great house regardless. Right. And it, uh, it's very, it looks very luxurious panoramic <laughs> views. And uh, I keep mentioning this pool, a uh, 10 by 20 pool. So, uh, I mean, that, that in itself. I mean, did you right? did you just de- did you decide it had to have a pool when you were thinking about the dream home? Well, to go with our story of how much the community has come to the table, we were building this dream home in our minds, and Dunk Pools came to the table and said, "Hey, why don't you guys put a, t- a pool in and we'll donate it?" So, it was just another one of those added pieces to our our giant puzzle here that the community is just fully on board to, and you know these businesses and companies are just it's it's incredible yeah and and it's because of people like dunk pools who stepped up and uh donate time and materials that means that when you buy a ticket for a 100 bucks uh for the lottery that 100 bucks uh that goes towards the nanaimo community hospice society it it, it goes it goes and you you always make a point of saying just a few bucks makes a huge difference to people. It, it exactly, it's a huge, huge difference. I mean, and all of our programs and services are completely free. You know, like I said, we have professional counseling staff on board, um, and so to offer free counseling sessions. I mean, counseling's not cheap um, to those in need. We, you, you know, you if you come through and you need counseling, we can offer you, you know, ten, twelve sessions free of cost because of our community supporting us like this and, and this dream home lottery and, you know, the purchasers of tickets supporting us. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Paige. Paige Karzinski from the Nanaimo Community Hospice Society. Go to nanaimohospice.com and look up their dream home because the date 
for the draw is April 8th. That's just under two weeks and you can buy a ticket for a hundred bucks. The odds are good and uh, you could win your dream home. So thank you so much, Paige. Thank you, Martin. Thanks for having me. It's Vancouver Consumer. And coming up, it was a big part of seeing the Canucks play live. It wasn't on the ice. It was the organ music, that cheesy organ music that I think everybody loves, but uh, it's gone. And I've got that story coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And remember when you were a kid at a Canucks game, they would have the organ playing, you know, dun, 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 dun. That was before they played ACDC and U2 to get everybody pumped up. I'm old enough to remember when Rosaire Paymont played for the Canucks and the organ would play Cracklin' Rosie by Neil Diamond whenever he scored. Well, the organ kind of fell out of favor in NHL ranks in the 80s and 90s. Most people wanted to hear songs by the real artists instead of the sort of cheesy organ version. But in the last few years, it seemed to be coming back. People kind of liked the cheesiness of it. For example, the Tampa Bay Lightning actually took out 574 seats in their arena to install the largest pipe organ in the league back in 2011. Here in Vancouver, for the past 22 years, Mike Kenny has been the organist at Canucks games, part of the entire in-arena entertainment alongside the DJs and the pump-up-the-crowd videos. But sadly, fans who go to Canucks games now won't be hearing him play anymore. In fact, the organ has not been featured in the last three Canucks home games or so. In recent games, the organ has been dropped altogether from the in-arena experience at Rogers Arena as the Canucks experiment with other ideas. Now, instead, for example, of an organ stab as our rink announcer, Al Murdoch, announces a goal or a penalty, they've been trying out recorded power chords on the guitar, which is very Wayne's world. The thinking is, instead of hyping up the crowd, the organ causes the energy in the building to dip. Well, here's an idea. If you want the energy in the rink to get pumped up, how about get the Canucks score a few more goals? Maybe maybe make the playoffs. How's that for pumping up the volume? But back to the organist. Mike Kenny was first hired as an organist back in 2000. This was after years of studying jazz at Humber College. He worked on cruise ships. He was in local bands in Vancouver, and he's been a staple at Canucks games ever since. Uh, Of the 32 teams in the NHL, only six other than the Canucks do not have an organist. In fact, the expansion Seattle Kraken actually hired the organist from the movie Slapshot, Rod Masters. And you might remember him playing Lady of Spain while Paul Newman and the Charlestown Chiefs were in a bench-clearing brawl with the other team. So we'll miss that organ at Canucks games. At least I will. To me, that is the sound of live hockey. What do you think? Send me an email, martin at cknw.com. And I am Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer. We're here two to four every Saturday afternoon. I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho, and we'll see you next week. Stick around. The news is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.